Well, it's noon here in Washington, D.C. And sound check, folks. Give us an audio sound check in the chat real quick. Totally new setup. Wait for it. Stay patient. I'm Stay patient. patient. Yeah. It's still noon here. It's in, still noon. In, in Washington, D.C. And, and I believe it's noon in Ventnor, but I'm not there. Stay patient. Yeah. We're waiting. We're yeah. waiting. Well, here we go. Five out of a five. It's good. We're good. We're all good. So it's noon here in Washington, D.C. at the uh, at WeWork, where we work. Um, and this is news that you can use from Courage with your host. Oh, for what day is it? Monday, February 5th, with your host, me, Ray, and, and the good-looking kid, Zach. And and if my voice sounds just a wee bit raspy today, it's from screaming at the refs at yesterday's Suns-Wizards game. All right, Pops, bet you didn't see this coming. No. New car sales crashed 26%. Where? Month over month in the United States of America. When? Look, I'm going to pull it up on the screen. Here we go. We're going to zoom on in. Wait for it. When? Ja- I'll zoom on in, man. <laughs> January new vehicle sales pace declined to slowest since March of 2023. Total new light vehicle sales were up 2.8% in January compared yes. with a year ago with one more selling day than January 2023. Yes. By volume, new vehicle sales were down 26.2% from December. Oh. Don't read the next line. January is typically... <laughs> The lowest volume month of the year, December is one of the highest. So, my God, this this is if this is not the most bogus headline that that we've ever used to try and attract some. I don't actually think it's bogus. That the fact that sales fell twenty six point two percent month over month speaks volumes to what's going on in the market. It does. What are you giving me that look for? It totally does. Stop it. <laughs> 26% when we know fleet sales accounted for a significant portion of new vehicle sales both in December and January. But, 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 but December's the, the, the highest volume month of the year. January's typically the slowest volume month of the year. I mean, so, yeah, why, why wouldn't you expect that drop? Is it, is, it, is it a bigger drop than it was from December 2022 to December tw- to January 2023. Yeah, it was a more significant drop. And let's break it down by automaker, Dad. Let's look at it. Let's look yeah, at look it. at it this way because every one of them went up. No, not every every automaker went up. Let's look through the data, Dad. Okay. Ford sales year over year, sure they were up four percent month over month. Obviously, yes. significantly down. There is some seasonality there, but Ford is not necessarily the only one that went up. Obviously. Honda sales, they went up, but Acura sales were down. Yes. Look at this, Dad. Hyundai Kia. They actually saw their sales go down 4.6%. The Hyundai brand down 8.6% year over year. And again, now we're looking at year over year, not month over month. Month yes. over month's down 26% month over well, month. Well, 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 in this case, year over year is month over month. Because I no. measure it one month. No, but that's not comparing December performance to January performance. No, but this is just comparing January performance to January correct, performance. Correct, correct. So we are even seeing for some brands some year-over-year declines yes, in performance. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. And some of them that stand out would be like Hyundai Kia, for yes. example. Obviously, Mazda sales are up significantly. Toyota sales are up. Volvo sales are up. And yes, across all OEMs reporting, sales are up 9.4%. But again, month over month, you actually have a material decline in vehicles that have been sold you don't seem to think this is as big a deal as i do um no i just think it's normal (laughs) so i'm sorry i i i personally just think it's normal it's 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 uh what do they call that normal seasonality where you go from december which is the highest volume month of the year 
every year to January, which is either the first or second lowest volume month of the year. And if it's not January, it'll be February. And if it's not February, it'll be January. So it's, it's, it's there. I don't see any significance to it. Um, you know, sales were actually up January year over year. Uh, and yeah, most of that came from fleet, but we've been seeing that for months and months. Yeah, I was about to say, so what do you make of the fact that 837,000 vehicles sold last month were fleet vehicles? 21% of all sales in January were fleet vehicles. So I think this is where the argument becomes more, more convincing. You had a 26% decline yes. month over month in sales. You did. There's the, yeah, you can no, no, you had a you had a 26% decline from December sales volume to January sales volume. Which is month over month. And you had one out of five new cars sold yes. as a fleet vehicle. Yes. Which is a growing share of fleet vehicles sold. Toyota even had 15% of their new vehicles sold were fleet vehicles dead. Higher than they had anticipated. Yes. So help me help me pencil how this all makes sense in terms of the market's growing, everything's good. I don't, nobody said everything's good. Um, you know, uh, I believe the uh, seasonally adjusted sales rate is somewhere around fifteen point six million or fifteen point eight million. Um, and you know, truth be told, that that's that that what they're projecting for twenty twenty four is a minimal increase from 2023 and the reason the increase will be minimal is what i go back to all the time and if people aren't sick of hearing of it they should be because i'm sick of talking about it which and is the affordability issue and and you know suddenly I've, I've been seeing more comments all over the place that well there's an affordability issue yeah, I'm going to pull it up on the screen here. You know, it was we've been, we've been talking about it for 18 months. We saw this coming, you know, and I, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't get why it's front of mind now. Why, why hasn't it been front of mind for a year and a half when you could see the whole thing building up, where you could see um, suggested retail prices continuing to go up, interest rates continuing to go up, monthly payments continuing to to get the much more expensive. It didn't. It's not like I'm a genius. Not that I'm aware of. I mean, you know, I, I have taken some IQ tests and I've proven conclusively I, I don't fall into the genius category. A lot of people are talking about affordability. Car dealership guy over on Twitter, which yes. we now know he came out the other day, which is really, yes. really cool. Yes. Super cool video. One of the biggest issues for the car market, vehicle affordability. And guess what? Used car supply is a major reason why I explained it simply. Supply chain disruptions of 2020, uh, 2021 to 2022 resulted in fewer new vehicle sales, specific, specifically vehicle leases. Now, due to significantly lower vehicle sales in 2020 and 2021, dealerships are preparing for fewer lease returns. His whole commentary here is about vehicle affordability for used cars, but it's on the new car side as well, which oh, I yes. think, to be very clear, ties back with some of what you're seeing here. I really do. I don't think you would have seen as significant of a month-over-month -month decline in new car sales if there had been more affordable options out in the market. It affects both the new and the used car market, well, I guess is the it, simplest it, way to say yes, it. Yes, it does affect both new and used cars. No, obviously, but but I I don't think the drop from December to January is 
is anything out of the ordinary. It makes a great headline. Okay, it really does. And and I understand that, you know, because it's it's headlines that sell things. Okay. Folks, you're saying you need a better mic. Let's switch. I need the better mic. People like your voice more than mine. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but uh, I, I I mean I get it. I mean I get it, but but it's normal. It is it is just normal. These are normal declines. And you know, then then something strange is gonna happen on March first. it's called the spring selling season is upon us. Okay, and, and I can tell you from all the years I was in the car business, it, on March 1st, it's like somebody hit a switch that said, okay, customers are allowed to come back in the dealerships again. So, yeah, I it's it's normal. It's not Abby normal. All right, let's switch gears, Pops. Let's talk a little bit about electric vehicles. I'll cue you up for this one. Okay. Ford promises EV adjustments, more dealer engagement. I don't know if you had a chance to see this. Essentially, what, what, what does that mean? More Ford promises EV adjustments, more dealer engagement. So does that mean more dealership personnel are going to get engaged and get married this year? Um, Ford pro EV adjustments. What does it mean that you can, you can, Turn them up, turn them to what? What kind of adjustments? Volume, contrast, brightness, what? Ford acknowledged, quote, pain points for dealers and promised to adapt its transition to electric vehicles in response to their concerns. This comes on the heels of General Motors yes. reinvesting in uh, um, hybrid powertrains and pulling back some of their EV ambitions that you can see here from Elena Ford, one yeah. of Ford's chief uh, Ford's chief dealer engagement officer and great great grand i wonder how she got that job i'm just i'm just asking i'm just asking do you think it folks, folks could say the same thing about <laughs> our company i know you're not feeling great right now yeah, quote, and i'm here to fix it but you know it's when it's when your great great grandson or great great granddaughter gets a job based on your last name that people will be able to go hey i wonder if it was nepotism um you know because why wouldn't somebody from the Ford family really understand, I don't know, um, dealer engagement? She's the chief dealer engagement officer. Put that to the side for the moment. I understand the nepotism, <laughs> but again, we're like looking in a mirror right now as you're having that, as you're making these comments. Yeah. It is interesting, Dad. We've seen GM and yes. now Ford walk back on some of their EVs. So what, are the, what is it that they're going to adjust? After publication of this story on Friday, a spokesperson on Saturday morning clarified Ford's comment was a general statement about multiple issues that have led to falling dealer satisfaction scores. There had been some uh, expectation from these these comments that they were going to walk back maybe the cost associated with having to become an EV dealer and yeah. also some of the expectations around how profitable those EVs would be. You know, you know, here's here's my guess. This is just a guess. Let's hear okay. It. This is in my opinion what we're going to see happen is that as as EV sales for mainstream legacy manufacturers continue to uh, falter to some degree, um, that the programs that like Ford came up with, I think in 18 to 24 months, Ford's going to say to their dealer body, hey, you just want to sell them? Anybody want to sell them? Because if you want to sell them, you can have some. Okay? Uh, you know that that... 600000 to $1.2 million investment you needed to make in chargers and stuff. Don't worry about a 
thing. You know, eventually, if you get a charger or two in there, that'll be great. Yeah, you will have to train a mechanic or two. But, but you know, all that massive invest. Don't worry. And, and, and you know, if you didn't go for the top-end investment so that you get an unlimited supply, doesn't matter. We'll give you as many as you need, whether you signed up or you didn't. That's that's the EV adjustment I'm expecting to see from Ford within the next 18 to 24 months because dealers are looking at it and they're going, uh, what's in it for me? You know, what makes any of this work is there has to be an upside for somebody to sell it. And right now, if you're a Ford dealer, um, I, I don't think, I think you're having a difficult time establishing what the upside of investing $1.2 million in chargers and equipment and stuff like that so that you can get an unlimited supply of vehicles that apparently um, th there's a very limited supply of customers for. So at, at a certain point, if Ford's really going to want their EV division to, I don't know, take off uh, and become profitable, they're going to have to let all their dealers sell the cars. All right, so I want to turn our attention here, Dad. Let's actually go to the car search and let's let's do what we always do. Let's do a live analysis. And this comes on the heels of Lumber Jeff saying, I feel bad for the tiny Ford dealer by me with Machis and Lightnings just sitting on their lot for the last eight months. Yes. So let's look here. We're live on the website. Yes. I filtered my electric powertrain. Let me just look at new Fords. Yes. I don't even know where I am. Oh, we're in Omaha, Nebraska, because last time we did this. Yeah, it was Omaha. Yeah. This is a cheap debt. This is a $48,795. Let me log in really quick. Bear with me, folks. Yes, let him log in. He's got multiple accounts. Got multiple accounts. Yes. All right, so let's see here, Dad. 248 days on this dealer's lot. Yes. It's loading, it's loading, it's loading. We should have some data. Let's see here. <laughs> so there's a 516-day supply, a year-and-a-half supply, okay, of um, there's 298 available for sale and and 26 of sold so you you tell me how many how many ford dealers who haven't signed up in the omaha area to be an ev dealer with ford how many of those who didn't are saying oh yeah i'd like to spend the money now i'd like to become an ev dealer how many how many of those ford dealers in omaha who agreed to spend the money are saying uh can i get a refund uh, can I change my mind? It's it. it I, I'm I'm convinced that at some point this year, Ford's just going to open it up to everyone. I'm convinced over the next eighteen to twenty-four months they will. Yes, it, especially especially if if sales keep falling short of what everybody's projections are. Um, I, I believe I saw something on the internet today, and I know you can believe anything you see on the internet, um, where, uh, and I believe it was car dealership guy, um, where over the next two years, there's a hundred new models coming out, a hundred new vehicle models. I think it was models. even more than that, wasn't well, it? I think it was, a, and, and he said, and half of those are EVs. So if, if, if if EVs aren't selling now, 130. Okay, what? <laughs> I mean, how's this how's this going to make sense if if 
the public doesn't buy them in the numbers that every one of these manufacturers was projecting from Ford. And this is where it always ties back into the affordability yes. crisis as well. You know, we picked on right here a Mustang Mach-E with a sub $50,000 MSRP, yes. which is almost a rarity. Like if I go back to results here, so now we're looking again at new Fords nationwide with electric powertrains. Yes. Sub 50,000. $80,000 F-150 Lightning, sub-50,000 on this Mustang Mach-E, 50,000, 50,000, yeah. 70s all across the board, pretty much 70s, 60,000. Like, they get yeah. pretty expensive. Yeah, in a hurry. Which ties back into what we've always talked about, which is the automakers say they can't make money here. Yes. Yet the prices are not affordable. Yes. And they're not selling. Let's look, yes. at, let's look at an F-150 Lightning. Yeah, but they're going to, you know, they're going to make it up in volume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's almost a three-year supply. You know, two and three-quarters year supply of. So you know what? 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 What is it? For those of you that listen to the podcast, there's an 1170-day supply of 2023 Ford F-150 Lightning Lariats in, in Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. One has sold in the last 45 days. There are currently 26 for sale. Okay. That's not good. Well, if you're a, if you're one of the EV Ford dealers in in the Omaha area, I mean, you got to be thinking to yourself, I got to increase my dock fees because I got a boat anchor and I'm going to need a new yacht to tie it to. Uh, I I mean, what do you what what are these dealers supposed to do, and what's the public supposed to do? Is is the public really supposed to fork over eighty thousand dollars? For an electric pickup truck that once you start filling it with stuff, loses range quickly. Um, if you start trailering stuff, loses even more range. Um, and, you know, and if you're in the Midwest where it gets cold and, and the cold impacts uh, the charging, uh, the range in EV batteries, much more so than it impacts uh, a gasoline-powered vehicle. Um, what? What? What do you? How's the public supposed to buy in on this? What do you make of? So again, the the news story here was was Elena Ford at NADA talking yeah. about understanding. Ford understands there are pain points in their current EV rollout. There sure are. On the heels of them talking about the affordability crisis and all sorts of various things like that. Yes. All the while, Dad, mm -hmm. Toyota can barely keep their dealer lots full. Yes, with hybrids. With hybrids. Yeah. I don't know. Affordable I guess, hybrids. I guess. I guess Mr. Toyota was was on point when he he said you got to take the EV transition slowly. Okay. He 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 wasn't buying into uh, all this hype that you have to do it like this. You know. He they thought Toyota thought, at least in my opinion, that that the bridge to EVs were hybrids. And they've perfected the hybrids. And people are buying their hybrids. And it doesn't seem to be an issue. Okay. And will they have, and are they eventually going to get to more battery electric vehicles in their fleet? They are. They just took it more slowly than everybody else. Um, and maybe, just maybe, they're going to be better off because they did. I don't think it's a maybe. You know, look at Stellantis. It, it hasn't worked for Stellantis. Um, it's not working for Ford. It's not working for for GM. GM's bringing back 
plug-in hybrids. This right. was the photo that was just sent to us yesterday. Someone okay. in their local area driving yes. by the Stellantis dealership. And it's just like cars on cars on cars. On cars we've, got, yes. we've got many people in the community telling us they're, you know, they're driving by in their neighborhoods. They see overflow parking starting to take up for Stellantis, for Ford. Yeah. And all the while, Toyota doesn't have enough cars. And, and Toyota has more cars than they've had. And there are some deals that can be had on some Toyotas. Um, it's probably more regionalized than people would like. But, yeah, they, they, took, it, they took it slowly. And, and because they took it slowly, uh, they're not suffering the same way that Ford's suffering or that GM's suffering or that Stellantis is suffering. Um, and, you know, even to a degree, uh, Tesla sales are somewhat stagnant. Uh, they're they're not selling quite as quickly as they had been, and in order to maintain the pace that they've been maintaining, they they had to continue to cut prices, which has cut into their into their overall profitability. Um, so the whole industry is changing, which I guess, yeah, if I may, back yes. to my early, you know, car sales have crashed twenty six percent. Yes, they kind of sort of have dead. There's all sorts of changes happening in the industry right now. And it's because car sales are not going up like they were. Even if the year-over-year -year numbers look better, we know they're, the, the buoy there is fleet sales. And month over month, yes. this industry is changing very quickly. No, it's I, happening to all the automakers, Tesla included in that, but especially for these automakers who said, hey, we're going all in on EV. And now they're kind of out. Of, I, think, I think some of them are out over their skis. Like, for example, we didn't even talk about it last week, or maybe we touched on it a bit. Jeep finally. Yeah, decrease the MSRPs on their Grand Cherokees by two to four thousand dollars. Well, now when you say that, when you say they decrease the MSRPs, are they are they just agreeing as a corporate strategy, as an incentive to lure customers in, to automatically take four thousand dollars off of the MSRP of the car? But that's coming from the manufacturer, or are they literally? decreasing they're the, re-invoicing them to the dealer at two to four thousand dollars less than what they had previously invoiced it to the dealer so the but the msrp staying the same no, and, the, and the msrp is going down so they're printing 000. new monroney labels yes. for them interesting and and i'm bringing that up because you know what they did they only did that for internal combustion engine options not the four by these yeah and it's like it doesn't make any sense you're the brand that went way too far over your skis I, trying uh, to do yeah, I don't know. I re I remember um, uh, being at dealerships in the four by East where you know they had cobwebs on them. Yeah. Um. You know the if if you were a Jeep dealer, the one vehicle you didn't want was the four by Uh Nobody wanted them, and I shouldn't say nobody. Nobody's an exaggeration. Obviously, there's one or two people out there that want. Them. Okay. <laughs> it's not enough. No one in no no one in Omaha is what we meant. Apparently say. not. Yes. Now, let's jump here to the chat for a quick second. We've had some thoughtful contributions and some questions come in from Mark. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark, for being here. Had a great weekend, and thank you for being a part of our community. Thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. And from Fly Chomper Fly. Oh, we haven't heard from Fly Chomper Fly in a while. Good no to have talking you back. how trade and electric is a problem. All sorts of challenges for people to put values on them. There's a company out there called Recurrent that's also yes. trying to build like the Carfax for batteries. Yes. So that you can actually know what the status of a battery is before you do. Blackbook just announced they have um, uh, battery 
electric vehicle. Aren't they? Cars. Aren't they? Um, aren't they partnering with, with recurrent? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there's all sorts of challenges to figure out what an EV is actually worth and how capable the battery still is. Well, you if, if, if 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 you if you're not a big time EV dealer, and uh, so far there don't seem to be very many of those. Um, my suspicion would be, as a used car manager, if you can't steal it, you ain't going to trade it. You know, most used car managers are not going to put anywhere near the money on those vehicles that the owner of the, that vehicle thinks it's worth. Um, because the market for pre-owned is, almost doesn't exist to any great degree uh, for a couple of reasons. First of all, the salespeople that have to sell them don't know a damn thing about them. Um, I, I, I mean, I, you know that if some dealership trades a Tesla, their salespeople don't know anything about a Tesla. And and let's say let's say you're a Stellantis dealer and you have some plug-in hybrids, and somebody trades. What do you know about a Tesla? Or somebody trades a a Ford F one fifty Lightning. What do you know about those? You don't know anything about them. So. I, I, I just got to believe that every used car manager in America looks at EVs and goes, if we can't get it for like 10 or 15 or 20 grand back a book, we ain't trading it. Especially, I mean, keep in mind what happened last year when Tesla dropped prices so aggressively. It's you like, never you really know when be, they will. Yeah. 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 All right, Dad, I want to turn our attention to another comment in the chat here from Arturo. Arturo says, a little disappointed with Car Edge. Okay. Posted a question on the site, first under ask a question, and then again under repairs and maintenance. No one ever answered my question in either instance. Wanted to know about an extended warranty for a Mercedes-Benz GLC 63. Yeah. It's okay if you don't offer a warranty on this vehicle, but a response would have been nice. And Arturo, I just found your post from about a month ago. We have a community forum, caredge.com. Yeah slash community we have plenty of moderators on the forum we yeah. have people that are paid part of the team to try and help address all the questions that come through here so sorry archer that we didn't get a response on here so i feel embarrassed and a bit guilty and a bit bit of shame for that and i will say yes the reason you can't get an extended warranty from car edge on a mercedes-benz glc 63 is because it is too expensive for the actuaries to come up with a number that would be reasonable for us to try and charge people for that which speaks to how expensive it is yes to own one of those vehicles well not to own it you could own it and never drive it and then probably won't require a whole lot of maintenance to but if you own it and drive it and it requires maintenance that's where you could end up with an issue those so. are the types of vehicles that when the extended warranty price you know i, I hopefully you found one if you're yes. interested in that was probably like twelve thousand dollars if not more yeah the, you know there, there's a reason that certain brands you you know are like i don't believe um, you can get a lot of the uh, Range Rovers and yeah. Land Rovers covered. Because they're so expensive. You know, because they break so Yes, yes, yes. Because historically, uh, things break. Maybe we'll get that for Fords at some point. We shall see. Let's try and help Jordan out real quick. Dad, should I trade my Jeep Grand Cherokee in now? A couple months before lease maturity, I have a little bit of equity. How much can we expect values to drop? So how could someone approach ending a lease early if they have a little bit of equity? That little bit of equity, I think, goes away because he still has the lease payments, don't you? Well, I mean, he might have, if if he calls to get a, a payoff, that would include the remaining payments. And then if the value of the vehicle is worth more than that payoff, he does have a little bit of equity. So should he trade it in? Uh, well, it depends what you want to do with that lease equity. Are you going to take that lease equity and put it towards another lease? 
Are you going to take that lease equity and put it towards a purchase? Um, do you, do I suspect that but you still have to make the payments? I just want to be clear about well, that. Well, that's like, factored the into the just, payoff. Yeah, they don't just go away. No, no, they're factored. In the, they're part of the payoff. Um, so, if you're asking me, do I suspect that your Jeep's going to be worth more two or three months from now? I do not. Um, you know, uh, plug it into um, carridge.com slash sell. See what it's worth there. Yeah, to get some idea as to what somebody in your local area might be willing to pay for it. And yeah. then you have a baseline. And then you can make a, a more intelligent decision as to if you're whether also, you should or shouldn't. If you're saying you have lease equity, but you're using like KDD, you don't actually have lease equity. More than likely not. Because <laughs> yeah. whatever KDD gives you is not necessarily. You, you need to find out what somebody would actually write a check for the vehicle for. And the way to do that is to use our sell widget. Yeah, yeah. All right, folks, CarEdge.com. That's me. That's my dad. This is our website. This is how we help people. Yes. Do not buy a car at a car dealer. Instead, you can buy it through CarEdge. And like we were just saying, sell slash trade up at the top navigation. I think that's the perfect place to go to figure yes. out what your vehicle is actually worth, whether you have a lease that's coming due or you just want to trade in a vehicle, you can go use that. Obviously, the protection plans, for example, if you have a Mercedes-Benz GLC 63, we can't quite help you, and I'm sorry about that. Yes. Or if you're in the market to purchase a vehicle, like I said, you can skip the dealership, literally get a vehicle delivered to your door. Did you see that Amazon has a headline article on Automotive News? I didn't they, read they it. Did, they did their first delivery through their new program with Hyundai. They've done one They've delivery? They've done one delivery. It was to an Amazon employee. It started employee. in January, didn't yep. it? One they delivery did one? To an Amazon employee. How many? How many? To an Amazon employee. How many wow. how many car deals have we done in the past two months? Um, thirty. Okay, we've done thirty. How many went to a car edge employee? None. Whoa, we're, man. we're competing with Amazon. It's pretty damn cool, and we're beating them so far. Yeah, thirty, man, thirty to their one. Wow, I wonder if I wonder if the Amazon employee got a special Amazon employee pricing <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Did, did, yeah, did the did the Amazon employees say, "Hey, I may know Jeff Bezos"? I contacted <laughs> Auto News. I was like, yeah. "We've done thirty. Can we get an article on yeah. Auto News?" Yeah, and then you know we'll continue to grow our network and sell more. Wow! Did, can you do me a small favor? What the fuck? Uh, is it possible to pull up uh, that Instagram thing and yeah. maybe maybe we could maybe we could share with the folks, uh, you know, a picture from yesterday? Oh my! yesterday's son's game yeah give me one second i'll get this on the screen yeah for so the reason my dad's down here is we went to a basketball game yesterday you want to talk a little bit about this um we did we uh, we went to see our beloved phoenix suns at least well for me and zach and for dara our beloved phoenix suns play against the washington wizards and um we had great seats um unbelievable we, uh, and and it is just you know, the guys look really tall on TV, but until you see them in person, they they are just unbelievably tall and talented and athletic. And uh, and and apparently some of the referees have a, 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 I don't know, eyesight issues. And, and so uh, I, I found myself screaming more than I normally would have. But we had such a wonderful time yesterday. I was reminded about the joy of actually attending a sporting event in person. If you ever get a chance to do it, folks, do it. It's well worth, I don't know if it's worth the money that you have to spend, but it, but it, it, it makes for a really special occasion. 
And as I said in my comment, nothing quite guarantees a son's victory like having Team Shevska single Saltzer in the stands cheering you on. Um, and, of course, it, it didn't hurt that we were playing the Wizards. <laughs> we had a blast. It's awesome that my dad came down to Washington, D.C. to go to the game. We'll yeah. be back tomorrow with our regularly scheduled content at mm-hmm. noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. And I saw the comment in the chat about how Amazon's going to destroy car dealers. I 30 to 1, man. Yeah. We're currently, we currently got 30. They got one. So yeah. Choose Team Car Edge over Team Amazon. If we can help you, go check out the website. Safe travels home today. Absolutely. Uh, assuming that my uh, seller train driver, um, engineer, whatever you call him. Um, Conductor. Can, no, not, no, the engineer is the one who drives the train, I believe. Um, assuming he doesn't fall asleep at the wheel uh, and I get into Philly okay, I should be able to get on my great little commuter train to from Philadelphia to Atlantic City. And I'll be home tonight and be back in my, my condo. And, well, it'll be noon from Ventnor tomorrow. See you guys. Love you, Pops. Thanks, everybody. Love you too, Handsome. It was good being with you.